6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. The producer of 6.30 Chad Afternoons is the esteemed, I don't know where I was going with that. You're a good guy, Chris Brentlinger Grant. Thank you. I ruined my intro of you. Okay. Uh, The hockey, that's not an April Fool's Day joke, right? Like the Vancouver Canucks, we've seen the statement by the National Hockey League. They are not playing, and it's not just some social media buzz by a rabble rouser or someone trying to create some chaos. The Vancouver Canucks are dealing with the bout of COVID, and so it is not April Fool's Day, just to get that out there as well, Wilkie. No, well, that's, uh, yeah, that's absolutely real. It, It is April Fool's Day. I feel like... And maybe this, I, I think this is a good thing. I, I just feel like a lot of April Fool stuff has been uh, muted or just with, probably with the pandemic and a lot of people or companies or organizations saying, you know what, this isn't the time. Um, I just, the, what is this Tim Hortons thing you sent me that they, they're, they're making giant yeah. Tim bits? Was that their so, thing this so year? Part of this, yeah, exactly. So if, if a company, uh, the news outlets by and large that I've seen are sticking away from the annual trap of, you know, April Fool's Day, whatever, right? No, no park closures, no bike lanes, nothing. Everyone's kind of sticking away from it. But some pretty good citizen journalism by Tim Hortons, I guess. They sent out a tweet this morning which is actually, if you want to call it a long con, a follow-up to something they put out on February the 15th. So they've been working on this for a while. Uh, and the tweet from Tim Hortons reads, it says, a few weeks ago we posted about eggs and got some disappointed messages from fans wishing they could get their hands on one. Tim Biggs are really funny. I've looked at this maybe a half dozen times a day. Chad, if you go to the at Tim Hortons uh, account on Twitter, it's a Tim bit but just replace the scope of it as being, say, a volleyball. And they've photoshopped these big things. I can't imagine they would actually use that amount of dough and other ingredients to create these things, but the photoshopping is, is definitely like on point. And seeing these people, actors, I would assume, try and eat these Tim Biggs, it's really funny. And that's one of the first times, I'd say, in a couple of years that... I've actually kind of chuckled at one of these things because it's been a very difficult year news-wise, like fire hose to the face every single day of trying to disseminate information. And, of course, you go into this day, read with with your eyes wide open and saying, okay, it's April 1st, nothing's going to get me. But just seeing a scene like this, I thought that was quite cute and clever from Tim Hortons. You know, um, a a colleague uh, or or a a gentleman I went to Nate with, uh, Rick Lee, who... uh, has had an awesome radio career. Is one of the the funniest, most creative people I've ever met. He shared something in a in a Facebook group that I'm in with other uh, people I went to Nate with. That, that he did this in 1999. He actually made posters that Shania Twain was signing autographs at at the Nate Self Learning Center on oh, noon no. on April 1st of 1999. And I, I can't remember the extent, but th- he did have people lining up to get Shania Twain's autograph as if she would come, you know, pick Nate of all places to come randomly <laughs> sign autographs on whatever day of the whatever day of the week it was. But uh, and, and uh, posters hung around campus was the official communications vehicle to announce that she was coming yeah. to Nate. Yeah, yeah. No other no other mention of her being there. They just relied on one radio and television student to go around <laughs> and uh, and hang and and hang up posters. So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad he sent me that because I I've forgotten about that. 
All right. Thanks, Carly. 555. Uh, Reed Wilkins joined us by Chris Brentlinger-Grant, who's the producer of this very program, just talking about some April Fool's Day uh, memories and some some current things, though, 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 again, I think a lot of uh, companies and news organizations and just people in general are are taking it easy or, or being careful with how they treat this day, given that we're in the midst of something pretty awful. But uh, I, like, what was you were telling me this? You're, who was it in your family that took something to a really far with you to try to pull one over you? Sure. Uh, Fifteen years ago today, as as it were, so April the first, two thousand six. Uh, little Christopher is uh, somewhere in the process of completing grade seven, and rabid fan of sports, of course, you know this read. But college basketball really had my heart at the time, and a school by the name of George Mason, they are in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, went to the Final Four, and people who are following March Madness right now, uh, you probably have your favorite team, the teams that you picked in your bracket, and then if you're like me, you cheer for chaos after that. So even at this young age, I was all aboard the George Mason bandwagon. I was over visiting my dad, and I woke up April 1st, not thinking anything of it, and my dad turns off sports radio because, of course, he had this whole plan devised, and he looked at me dead in the eyes and said, George Mason is out of the tournament. I said, what? Didn't wait for maybe 20 seconds. He said, no. The NCAA found that they were in contravention of the rules because four of their players are former Russian professionals, and so they're kicked out of the tournament. I'm so sorry, Chris. And I was flabbergasted, maybe 30 seconds of silence. I sat on the couch and kind of hung my head. Of course, no internet on my phone, no phones, no internet to check right then and there. And then he said, you know, because it's April 1st, and I guess that's when the investigation concluded. Chris, you know, you should, you're better than this. And that is the one that lasted 15 years. I try and get him every once in a while, but it never works because he has that on the Mount Rushmore of April Fool's Day pranks in our house. And it probably doesn't sound that impressive, but it just gutted me for those 40 seconds. And nobody, nobody was hurt, which is in the spirit of April Fool's Day. But... It, it was terrible. And he got me, and I'll never forget it. Yeah, he went to some detail there. He didn't just say, oh, they all got hurt in practice, broken legs. Yeah. No, he f- came up with the Russian pros angle, Something so therefore they were ineligible. For a 12-year-old, yeah.